Welcome to another episode of Pick Johnny's Brain. This is a, a little delight that happens every other week where climbers like you send in your questions, music business questions, publishing questions, marketing, promotion questions, uh, you know, how to get yourself exposed questions as an artist. Send those into info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. Put Pick Johnny's Brain in the subject line. And we will answer them on the air. This is our way of making sure that we're staying in touch with the real conversation that's happening inside your head. And we try to, you know, Brent and I bend over backwards to try to stay as relevant as we can to make sure that we're providing value here. So hope to hear, get some more questions from you guys there. Next, we're available for consultation, guys. So, so some of the stuff that we talk about on these episodes, it's high level stuff in the sense that we're looking at something at 30,000 feet. It's very difficult to get down into the nitty gritty because the nitty gritty for every artist is so different. Sometimes a little one-on-one is all that it takes to get you all of a sudden clicking and popping and making sure that what limited budget you have to spend on your promotion is being spent wisely. Just reach out to us at info at Daredevil Production, put consultation in the subject line, and we'll get something on the books. We do charge for this, guys. It's an, at least an hour of my time, and I'm going to go through everything that you have, all your assets, and kind of help you put together a, a plan. It's very effective. So hope to hear from you there as well. I'm going to reference, before we get into this, this article here that I want to talk about with um, the cardinal rules for safely getting added to Spotify playlists, which is a, this is a guide for artists and labels. It's taken from an article that was written by Paul Reznikoff, who's the founder of Digital Music News. And I just want to preface this with the fact that I think we're, we're trying as hard as we can to do what we can to try and be um, to try and get our, our brand out there, to try to be promoted. Playlists are good for making money. Playlists so far have not been effective in any way, shape, or form at promoting your brand as an artist. So it's doing something different. I think we, and when I say we, I mean the industry too, artists and the labels are focusing on playlist streams and streaming because that's where all the money for them is coming from. I mean, we had an article that came out a few weeks ago saying that 13,400 artists last year made more than 50 grand on streaming revenue from Spotify. And after doing the math, we backed out all the currently signed artists and uh, the lucky ones and the super rich ones and the artists who have had deals in the last 50 years that don't anymore, but still have big audiences that consume their music. That left a pretty solid number of around 9,600 indie artists like you that are making money on streaming. So this is an important place where you can make money and we have to treat it very carefully, but it's also not where you're going to break I'm going to preface another previous show where there was an article It came from Music Business Worldwide and it was entitled The Death of the Artist. And it was about labels having a difficult time getting the brand of their artists out there. People aren't connecting with the artist. They're just loving the song that's in the playlist. And 
it makes sense because that's all they're focused on right now. I, I mean, if you just follow the, the behavior of the industry, right, it's very, very predictable. Uh, first, they fought against Napster, and then they fought tooth and nail against streaming. And now they're, that they know that streaming can make money. They're embracing it, and this is all they're focusing on. So they're not honoring the digital platform. They're not putting out the consistent video content that each artist needs to put out to, to get their brand out there on digital. They're using Spotify as if it was radio and they're doing business the same old way, but with a brand new shiny tool. Okay. And that's where the problem is, right? I mean, it's making the money. God bless them. I love that, but it's also not planting any new seeds, right? We don't have new superstars coming down the pike and that's going to turn out to be a problem for them. But you can change all that for yourself. So I think when artists are really doing everything that they can for on, on low budgets to try to get themselves out there, a lot of times you get sort of romanced or seduced into uh, some kind of playlist hustle here. And this article talks about some of the do's and don'ts with that. So let's get into it. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, guys, remember, I, get on those playlists, do everything you can to get on them through blood, sweat and tears or, you know, through legit companies that can help you with that. But understand that all that's going to do is get you streams. It's there's 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 artists out there that I know that have millions of streams that can't sell out my office. They can't tour. They can't get ticket sales because nobody knows who they are. They're ghosts. So you're, you're going to have to um, promote your brand. And if you promote your brand correctly, they're going to go find you on Spotify. Spotify is a distributor. And let's just sort of back that out real quick, too. Just, just I, I'm, Before we get into this article, I just want to make sure this is clear. Radio back in the day was the promotional tool. Yes, it paid publishing money, which was great. So it was a tool that could make you money. It's a tool that cost you a lot of money to get on there. But the idea was you get in regular rotation format programming, people fall in love with your song, it becomes the soundtrack for that summer, or what have you. And then where did they go to consume the product? They went to the record stores to buy the product. The record stores were the distributor, radio was the promoter. Okay. Spotify is a distributor. Amazon Music, Apple Music, these are distributors. This is where people go to consume your product. It is not why they go there. The people who are going to stop in a playlist and go find out who you are, number one, are, are limited, okay? The, most consumers aren't going to do that. There's not enough of those people that are going to go down a rabbit hole looking for brand new music and trying to find out who you are because they heard your song on a playlist. There's not enough of them to pay your bills, all right? They exist, yes, but you have to understand that, you know, if they all say yes and they all love you, you still have work to do. What you want to be doing is, is I just, I can't stress enough to be focusing on video content I, we have an artist right now that we're working with, Rin. Just as an example, we have, I think it's five different pieces of video content that we're releasing over the course of one month, or five, let's say five weeks, to build up to the release of her single, the first song that's going to come out. It's not even called it a single, the first song that's going to come out, which is a cover song, by the way, which is going to build traffic to get people to fall in love with her uh, original music when it comes out, when we put that out, right? Which will come two months later. 
We've got the proper music video. We've got a playlist video. We've got the music video teaser. We've got the, uh, not the playlist video, the, the lyric video. We've got the music video teaser. We have the, the lyric video teaser. And we have a GIF that we're going to push out that's just like, a, what the hell is that? Just to get some people going, what what is this? That's just a little, no sound, no title, no nothing, little clip of the lyric video because it looks really cool. So you see what I'm saying? Like all this video content being pushed out there. We had another artist that we talked about, Lala Deaton, put a music video. We did promote that. We promoted traffic to Facebook. We spent $1,053 on the ad buy. She got, uh, at the end of the day, she got 17,000 people who watched that video 100% of the way through. 100%, right? So the, the music video, the views on Facebook or, or the plays were in the millions, okay? But that I, I'm interested in who saw the whole thing. 17,000 people. She paid 6.1 cents per 100% view, which is pretty fantastic if you do the math on that. But because that caught on and people saw the video and they liked it and they shared it and everything like that, all of a sudden... She's got almost 100,000 views on YouTube, and she's got, last I checked, I haven't checked in a while, but it was over 7,000 streams on Spotify. Those are two platforms that we did not push traffic to, but because they like the artist and they fell in love with the artist, they went and found her on these distribution sites. Do you see? Make sure you, you do it the right way, but for, for those of you who are seeking to get on, on playlists, which again is a good idea because if you do enough blood, sweat, and tears work, then and you get enough streams on your own through either promotion or because you get on some indie playlists that aren't the editorial Spotify playlist, then you can trigger an algorithm where you can get yourself added to the editorial playlist. And that's a good thing for money, for revenue. It's not going to help you much for discovery. Okay. So let's get into this article here. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. 
The cardinal rules for safely getting added to Spotify playlists, a guide for artists and labels. The potential career benefits of securing placements on coveted Spotify playlists are greater than ever, but so are the pitfalls associated with consulting unreliable third parties to obtain quick streams. With that in mind, we teamed up with Playlist Streams, which is a company, Playlist Streams, to help artists and indie labels figure out how to safely add their work to Spotify playlists. Just days into 2021, thousands of indie artists received an unwelcome surprise when their music was removed from Spotify due to alleged artificial stream violations. The swift, unexpected purge affected hundreds of thousands of tracks, and more than a few creators publicly lamented losing the access to the platform uh, that has more than 345 million users. Equally as important, a substantial portion of the impacted artists denied using a prohibited service to inflate their streams their, their streaming totals, only to realize upon taking a closer look that they or their team had tapped an undependable business or individual in pursuit of commercial success. The unfortunate episode underscored the significance of working exclusively with trusted service providers, especially when it comes to Spotify playlists. And a point that the company Playlist Streams, who's a leading driver of organic playlist placements, has long emphasized. Besides setting the stage for authentic fan engagement and career growth, above-board music promotion companies shield creators from unexpected takedowns and debilitating professional obstacles. Playlist Streams has powered streaming platform success for a range of successful artists over a period of years, so they weren't surprised to see the recent Spotify purge. But how can an artist or label ensure that playlist promotion won't get penalized by Spotify or any other platforms? To answer that question, we asked Playlist Streams to help us list the cardinal rules for safely getting integrated into Spotify playlists. So here we go. Number one, anything that seems too good or too cheap to be true is too good or too cheap to be true. Any Spotify playlist placement offer that seems too good and cheap to be true probably is, meaning that creators who use such a service stand to lose a little bit of cash up front and more pressingly encounter hurdles, career hurdles down the road, down the line. One would be wise to forego purchasing an extreme number of streams, for instance, like $5. You know, purchase a boatload of streams for five bucks. When in doubt, opt out. The empty bot-driven streams are cheaper and easier to produce than real fan engagement. And needless to say, they bring considerable risks and none of the potential advantages that come with genuine interest. Right? Don't try to game the system on this, you guys. You need... You want fans. You, you just don't want vanity consumption numbers. You want fans. Over time, people are going to realize that there are no shortcuts to success. You have to put the work in, says Nigel Sparks, who's the Playlist founder or Playlist Streams founder. It's one fan at a time, and that's what you've got to do. And you can do it very inexpensively these days. You could do it with some hard work, but you're not going to do it by getting on... Uh, on the right playlist, you're just going to make some, if you, if you get on the right playlist, even in a legit way, you're going to make some money. God bless. But you're not going to break. Okay. Number two, avoid services involving bots and non-human interaction. Building upon this point, playlist services involving bots and or non-human interaction come with ample risk and little upside. Again, not going to break, but you you could get pulled off the platform. At the end of the day, it's the fans who support music, whereas disreputable playlist play placements and fake plays are capable solely of getting 
tracks banned from leading platforms and tarnishing artist reputations. In that context, Playlist Streams works to weed out bottom playlists, ensuring that each playlist on its network is real, organic, and powered by both a committed curator and dedicated fans. That makes sense, right? Number three. If a service doesn't look legit, it probably isn't. Spotify playlist services that don't look legit probably aren't. Poorly designed services, absence of customer support options, and perhaps most notably, the lack of an explanation as to how the platform at hand operates are telltale indications of untrustworthy operations. Don't hesitate to ask an abundance of questions when selecting a playlist placement service, including Key inquiries such as, do you personally vet the playlists? And is there a human and or team analyzing and placing tracks as opposed to an algorithm, right? If there's even a chance, this is number four now, if there's even a chance that a playlist service isn't legit, don't take the risk. Upon noticing any sign that, uh, that a playlist service isn't legit, it's best to avoid the risk and search for a more suitable option, particularly because it's easier to zero in on services promised benefits, streams and fans than it is to objectively gauge their potential drawbacks, right? We're going to be seduced by what they can give us. And I just want to encourage you guys to make sure you're paying attention. If you're going to go down this road to what could happen if you choose the wrong service. And I'm just going to add this guys. If you're, if you don't know, like when in doubt, opt out, right? If you're, if you don't know enough about that company, then it don't spend the money. Find another way <clears throat> to promote it. As is the case with so many components of the music industry, from signing contracts to optimizing metadata and much in between, it's better to be safe than sorry. Number five, if a song isn't gaining traction, <clears throat> it might not be right for the playlist services. Some tracks are inherently well-suited for playlist services and broader streaming success, while other songs, for reasons involving everything from timing to style, will fail to achieve the results from placements. This possibility is a natural byproduct of organic playlist promotion that's worth considering at the outset. We put your music in front of real people. They're going to like the track or not, Sparks bluntly told uh, DMN. To be sure, Playlist Streams analyzes each song that it receives and respectfully passes on those that it doesn't believe have a clear path to prominence through a campaign. When the company does accept a track, however, its account managers utilize a personalized playlist strategy to find mixes curated by individuals who are excited about adding their work to their playlist. This excitement, in turn, can transfer to playlist followers and spur additional placements. Yeah, we've seen our clients rock from 10 playlists to over 400 playlists using our organic strategy, Spark said. Number six, 20,000 overnight streams usually represent a quick way to get banned, not an opportunity. Playlist services that offer 20,000 streams or more overnight, most likely for an unrealistically small fee, typically represent a quick way to get banned from Spotify. It's not an opportunity to effectively promote music. The lone exception to the rule, of course, is when the service is legitimate and its listeners are organic. Bear in mind, though, that this type of high-volume delivery will feature a hefty price tag as bots are cheap to mobilize and potential music fans are not. So your organic services are going to charge more money, but you just you got to be sure. And, you know, something else in this number six here that I read that I think sticks out to me was the phrase, it's not an opportunity to effectively promote music. 
I don't know how much promotion is happening on Spotify. Otherwise, why are we having an article that says death of the artist from major labels? Right? And this is, this is people's consume the music here. So you're going to get a little bit of discovery, but not enough to pay the bills. So I don't think it effectively promotes music at all, I guess. Number seven, always focus on real organic fans. This is what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast. Like focus on the fans and put give them what they want. They want video content. And if they fall in love with the artist and they connect that song to you, they're going to find you on Spotify and put you on their damn playlist themselves. So real organic fans should be artists' sole focus when it comes to Spotify playlist services. Bot-driven plays are easy and inexpensive to come by, but they're free of actual results and are unable to produce true fan interest. It's not difficult or uncommon for a massive number of potential streams to catch an artist's eye, but these artificial plays cannot use social media, purchase merchandise, attend concerts. On the other side of the coin, modest organic growth has the potential to reach all manner of potential supporters and pave the way for career achievements moving forward. So in other words, don't go for the vanity play, man, you know? Don't go for the vanity play. If you get flagged, number eight, if you get flagged, there's little recourse, so it's best to stick with legitimate services. As initially mentioned, the pitfalls associated with even unwittingly using an unreliable bot-driven Spotify playlist service are greater than ever before. For all intents and purposes, Spotify is the judge, jury, and executioner, removing the entirety of an artist's songs, not solely those that were spiked when manipulated plays are discovered. They're going to take you down. They're going to de-platform you. All right. Raising the stakes further, artists no longer have a chance to fight back against fake stream allegations and music removals, which now go directly through distributors. And while that doesn't make it necessary to forego playlist services, it does mean that creators must be sure of all services trustworthiness at the outset. Provided that a Spotify playlist service checks all the boxes and emphasizes real, verifiable, and organic plays, there's no reason for artists to delay setting themselves up for success in today's streaming-driven music landscape. So Playlist Services is going to be a good company that you can go to. I'll put the link in on the show notes here for you guys if you're interested in doing that. But again, when it comes to budgets that are small... I don't use playlist service. So we, we've, we've used them at Daredevil in the past to promote our artists. When we have that kind of a budget where we can do something like that, we like that. But, uh, but again, I, I do it knowing that, okay, we're going to get some streams and hopefully get a little algorithm thing started here and get the potential to get on an editorial playlist. But I, I'm not thinking in my mind that we're going we're gonna to break or we're going to pick up a bunch of fans from the money that we spend on the playlists, right? We're going to pick up the fans from the money we spend pushing out the video content. All right, so focus on that, guys. All right, so that takes us to the end of another Killer Pick Johnny's Brain. Send your questions into info at daredevilproduction.com. Put Pick Johnny's Brain in the subject line, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Social, 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 social media. Social media. Social media. Challenge. 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 Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 